What up, what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Hi, and this is the Cashflow Kings podcast, episode three, education. So guys, we've been, Frank and I have been talking back and forth for a while, and education has always been a major focus of ours, and that's why we want to jump in on episode three talking about education, how we came up. But in all seriousness, can you name one entrepreneur that attributed their success to the public education system? I'll wait. But no, honestly, if you think about it, all these entrepreneurs, they talk, they talk about what helped them come up in the world and how they generated their mindset. And you know, they all had to go to school at some point. But it's amazing how many entrepreneurs, maybe high school dropouts, or gained an education for something from some auxiliary system other than the public education system. So, yeah, Jimmy, public education is important, but at the same point, like you said, most of the time, people that make it big, or even if they don't make it big, people that I know that are very successful don't attribute it to public education. Right. It's amazing. It, it really is amazing. So, I can remember telling my dad... Um, I would have, be, would have become a millionaire a lot sooner if I had been a plumber. And he thought that that was hysterical. But honestly, you think about it. Like when kids graduate from high school, everyone's told that they have to go to college to get that good corporate job and to be able to provide a stable living for their family. But that's not necessarily true all the time. Like there is some really good money to be made in the trades. Well, so with uh, – I teach uh – school middle school and uh with the middle schoolers i can't really say it but sometimes especially for a kid that's not doing well i'll say hey listen there's nothing wrong with not going to college there's right. plenty of opportunities out there we need plenty of people that um need electricians plumbers any type of trade is definitely still 100% something that all the robots haven't taken over yet yeah and honestly those trades it is really easy to make six figures in a trade. I mean, you could be 22 years old, a couple years out of your apprentice, or maybe at, towards the end of your apprenticeship in a local union hall, and you could be easily making six figures between your main job and some side work, but you can very easily create that nest egg in order to chase financial freedom. Now, maybe like if I didn't go to college and I became a plumber, I wouldn't know the finance side of things because that's what my education was in. But if I had the capital and I could still find the resources to hopefully learn that aspect, right? But all I know is that there's people that I'm paying a hundred, a hundred and twenty-five, a hundred and fifty dollars an hour that graduated high school and some of them didn't. And yeah, they still make good money. Yeah, and they're earning a great living for themselves with some form of financial freedom, or maybe they're able to buy that nice house and provide for their family. So. Here's my story, right? So I come out of college. I have a degree in finance. I start working for Citizens Bank. I've got $70,000 in debt, right? <clears throat> I'm making $800 a month payment, $817 a month payments to the federal government for my student loans. That's a mortgage payment, and I don't even have a house. That is a mortgage payment. I have a three-family that the, the actual mortgage payment is $817 a month. Right, so that's pretty funny. But, I mean, my, my first multifamily that I bought, the mortgage payment was $1,040 a month, and that includes principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. 
right? So for a couple hundred dollars more per month, I pick up a multifamily, but that's actually generating 3,000 plus in, in gross income every month versus $817 to pay for this education that hopefully I get a good paying job in corporate America. Now, on the flip side of that, I have a brother who is just as intelligent, if not levels more intelligent than I am, didn't, didn't even graduate high school, did go and get his GED, went into the Carpenter's Apprentice program in the local uh, union hall, and when he was wrapped up with his apprenticeship, he is making the same amount of money as I am, but he doesn't have college loans. So think about like how much further ahead he is. Now, if you think about it, like I'd be working with my mind and he'd be working with his body, and that's more tiring, but from a financial aspect... You don't even have to graduate high school in order to have that financial stability. And I think that's that false sense of security that people push on others saying you have to go to college to have that type of stability in your life. And that's just not, or at least in my mind, I don't find that to always be true. But so I would say don't stay focused on always having to get that college education. There's always other areas or other avenues that could help you earn the education that you're looking for in whatever field it may be. It's funny to say that. I mean, the main thing that we're teaching here is investing in mindset, you know, cash flow in real estate. So we're not necessarily overly pushing the trades per se. Right. But you don't necessarily need a college education. You need a financial education. And that's one thing that Robert Kiyosaki always talks about in all of his books. So, for example, as you know, I read every single day. Yes. And one of the books that I just finished was Why the Rich Are Getting Richer. And it talks about the fact that there's nothing wrong with going to college, but it doesn't guarantee you success. You have a much better shot working um, a job, but also building other financial skills. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So I think like Socially and from a maturity perspective, college certainly helped me out with that. But from an education perspective, there's just many more avenues out there. So uh, I'll surprise you with this. I've never told you this story. So uh, I have two brothers and one of my brothers um, actually is a high school dropout. And just because you're a high school dropout, obviously it makes it harder for you to have success, but it's not impossible. Right. And uh, he actually owns a bunch of local fast food restaurants. Which is amazing. Okay, yeah, right. he owns five or six. I won't mention the name of the company. Because then, it's it's not cheap to get into fast food restaurants either, particularly if they're larger brands. Yeah, no, it is a large brand. And right. uh, basically, he just started working there, and he knew how to work hard. He knew how to hustle. He didn't care about school. And I think, unfortunately, based on our public school system, there's just so many avenues that's antiquated in some ways. People aren't, they don't get a fire in their belly learning most of the time, what they're learning in public school. Right. So he learned, basically, he didn't learn in the streets, but he learned at the restaurant all these skills, and basically he found a mentor, and the mentor worked with him on, on the first one, and then beyond that, they, he just grew and grew. I mean, he lives in a bigger house than I do. Right. But so the biggest thing there is, I think people, from a mindset perspective, people get stuck and they say, well, you know, I might be just working at this pizza, pizza joint or at this burger joint. But guess what? If you take pride in your work, that's going to be recognized. And even if you just move up a couple of rungs on the ladder while you're trying to chase something else, taking that pride in your work, that doesn't go unrecognized. And people are going to notice that. So um, a part of that kind of hard knocks education, if you, if you put in the work and you have the hustle, that's also going to help you out. So with my background in education... I have a lot of uh, kids that come to me a few years later and they're uh, starting that first job. 
and they always say, do you have any advice? And my advice is learn as much as you can about the business. Always. It's not about how much money that you are making there. It's about learning the systems. It's about learning the skills. What are they doing differently? What little aspects can you learn that you couldn't learn anywhere else? Right. You know, plus even building connections. Like, um, I have plenty of friends that have worked through a, a large company such as Walmart. Right. And you know how many people go through Walmart every day that aren't just like they're buying things? They're actually buying products for their business? It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So Frank's actually really good at that in, in terms of meeting people in other places and picking their brains about business, right? Yeah. And, you know, you can bring that back to any aspect of your life. You know, what you're learning from those conversations with other folks, and they're kind of pseudo-mentors, even if it's just a brief conversation, but there's something to learn from everyone. Absolutely. Um, when I work retail, there was, uh, I met my accountant there. I met attorneys there. I met other, uh, I met property managers there, stuff like that. Yeah. So I have, a, I actually have a, a close friend that works in an AT&T store, and he actually met a local judge. So, I mean, these folks are out in everyday life, and they're everyday folks like us, and they put their pants on one leg at a time just like us. But guess what? It, it's a great education opportunity. When you meet these folks, you can pick their brains a little bit, and hopefully you can help each other out. So, um, let's go back to the concept of financial education. I mean, what is, if there's one thing to learn through education outside of public school, what would be one you would recommend? So, do you think like one resource or... Yeah. All right. So I think the biggest resource is reading. We always, we're kind of beating a dead horse already on episode three, but it, reading provides such a great platform. Now, contrary to that, nowadays you got YouTube as well, right? I mean, if, if you're not a reader, you don't have to be. You can use Audible to still listen to these books, or you can go on YouTube. And YouTube may have a lot of these recordings. I, I mean, one of our friends locally, he actually sent me a recording of a book, and I've been listening to it on YouTube, and it's a great listen. So not all books are meant to be read, but if you're not a reader, there's other outlets with Audible and some of these other tools that are out there. But um, for me, it's always been reading. A nice quote I saw on Instagram uh, this week was, you are what you've done in the last, the books you've read in the last five years and the people you've met in the last five years. So that's pretty interesting, right? But it also, so looking at that, most people are just going to look back, right? But if you look forward, that can help you kind of reshape, right? So if you haven't Absolutely. read any books and you haven't been surrounded by the right people, now at least you can recognize that you have the opportunity to change and build on that. Well, so that's what our tough goals are. I mean, it's uh, early in the year and uh, I know that you've pushed yourself to have some strong goals and I have too. The concept is that if you want to change yourself, if you want to educate yourself, you do it through the goals. So yeah. I'm, I'm educating myself in many different ways. I'm educating myself with branding right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm physically educating my body, re-educating through exercise. So I love that. I you love know? that you're, I like the educating your body. That's good. Maybe that'll help me get my butt back in the gym too. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. So I'm analyzing deals. I mean, I'm making my mind work through education. You know, I'm reading every day. And the most important one that I, I, that I try to work the hardest on is even spending time with family, those emotional education and goals and yeah. keeping it together. Yeah. You so... Know? Would you say that education is a lot about persistence and consistency? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. What so, else would it be? About, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, but the main thing, like, we're in podcast episode three here, and when we're talking about education, we're not just talking about sitting at a desk, okay? Right. W w education 
almost anything involves education. You're learning through through a different avenue, okay? We can't just shut it down and just say, oh, well, it's about a pencil and book. Yep, yep. And, and I mean, one of the big things, too, is that people have to understand that education is a lot about listening or even seeing, right? Two ears and one mouth. Right, yeah. So you have two ears and one mouth, the age-old saying. So one of the other major ways that I learned about real estate was through mentors. Legitimately going to the local RIA. Our local RIA is 100 bucks for the year. There is no better, no higher value education tool as long as you can pick a couple people's brains every month. Most real estate investors are collegial in the sense that if you ask them to go out for a cup of coffee or you know buy them lunch, you will be able to gather so much knowledge. And I'm not saying be a taker and take knowledge from them, but a lot of folks are willing to give back to help other people out. And that's just how the real estate investing community is. And that was like a major, major part of launching this podcast. Like, how do we give back? And hopefully we're doing that for you guys. But, you know, if you find yourself stuck, check out a local RIA or go to a local meetup and try to find yourself a mentor. I'll tell you what, I've, I cannot even estimate how much money that I've made through having mentors and friendships and relationships in real estate. Okay? Yeah. I would not have anything near what I have without working together with, uh, with my partners that I've met through real estate meetups and RIAs. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. So here's a, here's a cool one, right? So I have a mentor that we've been working with for some time with, with my property management company. And uh, he happened to be on vacation in Florida, and he floated the idea of buying a hotel on the coastline. So this week, we reached out to a, a realtor in Florida to try and see if we could help him purchase a hotel. And we would come in, hopefully as minority partners, potentially, or even if we were just operationally um, in the mix there. But another huge learning opportunity from doing the right things, right? But um, it, it's amazing the opportunities that come out of education having a mentor, because that mentor, you know... Obviously, they're trying to help you out, but once they gain the trust, it's going to lead to more opportunities in the long run as well. One thing nice with education and back to the goals concept is, uh, you know, I keep pushing you every day to, uh, to yes. do better. Um, yes. Working on, the, you know, between like that hotel thing sounds awesome, but just uh, me reminding you about analyzing certain deals, talking about our next syndication, all that kind of stuff going on. You know, because I know you have goals, I know you're trying to educate yourself towards those goals. So I'll push you along the way too. Yeah. So a part of having a mentor or having friends on the same level or uh, same minded uh, as you um, is having an accountability partner. I will tell you that having an accountability partner, the right one, is going to be absolutely life changing. Right. So share your goals with your friends. If your friends don't have goals, maybe you need some new ones. But if you guys have similar goals or you're trying to chase, try to be each other's accountability partner. So on the day that you don't want to go to the gym or the day that you don't want to put in the time reading or the day that you don't want to get on YouTube and watch that video to try and further your education, have that accountability partner. They're really going to help you out. Well, that dinner the other night when you killed your uh, diet for the day? Yeah, yeah. So Frank's giving me a hard time. I introduced him to the keto diet and uh, I lost some pounds pretty quickly, but I've been eating my feelings lately. So Frank is killing it though. Um, he's looking great over here and he's trying to push me back onto my um, uh, diet diet and exercise goals here. So we'll work on that over the next 12 months. But <laughs> January, <I've, laughs> I haven't been eating as well as I should have. 
Well, my, my philosophy is that if I'm going to commit to something, I am 100% commitment to it. And that's yeah. what it is. And that is super admirable, right? So I would say that's the other big thing. If, if you're going to commit yourself to learning and educating yourself in a certain area, commit to it. Absolutely. Right? I was, um, let's see. So we had that RIA meeting the other night. We went out to dinner afterwards. We're out till after 11. I have to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning. 11.30, I get home. I was still on that treadmill and I was still reading. Yep, and Frank was ripping the treadmill. Yeah, so uh, it, so when you surround yourself with the right people and have that accountability partner, it's just going to help you rise up more quickly, right? So it's going to help you build up kind of that good karma that, that helps you level up. So the main thing we got to talk about here before we finish the podcast is what are seven or eight major ways that you can educate yourself to be better as a real estate investor? Yeah, so number one, join your local RIA. That is going to provide the highest amount of value for you if you're trying to learn for a low dollar amount. Yeah, and with RIAs, I mean, if you're in a bigger city, there may be a bunch around. So, you know, go around and check them out. Even in our local area, there's one main one and then there's two within another 45 minutes away. And uh, we try to go to all of them because each one has a different network. Each one has a different overall mindset for the group. Right, right. And number two, listen to podcasts, specifically the Cashflow Kings. Now, I know that's a selfless plug, but podcasts have legitimately changed my life. You are able to get into the minds of some of the top entrepreneurs and folks in any industry across the globe from some of the podcasts that are out there. So whether you want to learn how to close more deals or you want to learn how to be a better entrepreneur or you want to learn how to bake better cookies, whatever it may be, podcasts would definitely be number two on my list. So what's cool about the podcast as well, I mean, episode four we have coming up with uh, a guy by the name of Craig. He's a, he's a local to uh, Rhode Island, but he's also done some national things, and he has over, he's involved in over a 1,000 units around the country. Yeah, and so, he's flipped over 300 houses, which is equally as amazing. So uh, if you haven't noticed uh, on the podcast, well, we're, our goal is to uh, have somewhere Jimmy and I talk, but also bring in great people to interview that can uh, give you guys some extra education and information. Yep. So, Frank, what's number three on your list for learning? Um, so, this is actually new for me. Uh, bigger Pockets. Yeah. So, Bigger Pockets is a great way to meet local investors. And maybe that's the way you find a mentor or your accountability partner. So, I've I've only recently, in the last two or three months, been on Bigger Pockets, And I wouldn't say I've necessarily learned a ton, but I was definitely willing to go out there and help a lot of other people. And I've already met a few uh, great relationships through Bigger Pockets. Actually, some people that came to the RIA. Yeah. They didn't even know we had a local RIA. He's been in Providence for 20 or 30 years selling real estate. He found us through Bigger Pockets. That's amazing. It's amazing. So, go ahead. What else you got? So, the other big one. So, I, I think I've kind of beat on this a lot, but getting a mentor is huge. And honestly, like one of the top mentors I met, I happened to go into his deli one day. And he happened to want to grab lunch with me. And then it kind of it kind of flew off from there. But, I mean... You can find a mentor in, in so many different places, and it doesn't always have to be business-oriented. I mean, I would even view one of my handymen as a great mentor of, of mine, just because he has he, he's able to share so much wisdom. So when we talk about mentor, basically we're just talking about someone who can help educate you. Right, right. Bring you along the path, 
help you with accountability, a lot of things like Somebody that. Somebody who can provide a different perspective. That That's the big Experience, thing. Experience, right? like that. So I'd say it's not always about looking for a mentor who shares the same perspective as you because that's not really going to provide that growth opportunity that you're looking for. It may make you feel better about yourself, but long run, it's probably not going to help you achieve the success that you really want to achieve. You can definitely have more than one as well. Yeah, yeah. So don't get stuck on one mentor. But here, here's what I would share. So related to podcasts, so I would argue that if you like pick a podcast, I'm a huge fan of Andy Frisella and the MF CEO podcast. I would consider him a mentor. The big thing, if you pick one of those larger guys and you want to dive deep into you know whatever they do on Instagram or on Facebook or the education that they provide, I have a great friend that dives deep on Grant Cardone. If you're going to pick one of those guys who isn't a traditional mentor in the sense that you can meet them, then pick a pick kind of a celebrity, right, who, who shares a mindset that you want to adopt and go a mile deep. So every week or for a few months, you know, pick one mentor, national mentor that you can go a mile deep on. Don't pick all these guys that you kind of go an inch deep and a mile wide, right? So focus on going really deep and learning the positive aspects of that individual that you want to attain in your life. Sounds like uh, someone like Warren Buffett, who's uh, big yeah. on focus, not on diversifying. Yeah, so focus. so maybe 2019 could be the year of how do I become more like Warren Buffett or become a better investor like Warren Buffett. So you pick up a couple of his books, you read his news articles, and now you really dive deep to try and pick up the aspects of his mind and thought process that you want to have in your life. So what else uh, do we have on our uh, top list here? What do you think? Yeah, so YouTube is the next huge one. Um, I joke with everybody, even though I have a background in finance, I never took a single real estate course in college. And the crazy thing is I made fun of my friends who did. I was like, you're taking a real estate course. That's the easy way out. Right. But I honestly gained my real estate education from bigger pockets and YouTube. So, uh, I can think of a couple different investors that I love paying attention to them on YouTube. Uh, the biggest one that I can say from my background in education, I show it to the kids all the time, is uh, The Minority Mindset by uh, with uh, Jaspreet Singh. And he has short five to ten minute videos like twice a week or three times a week. And he brings stuff about mindset, investing, finance, entrepreneurship. And it's really amazing. I love it because any age person can pay attention to it and learn a lot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see. Uh, next one that I'll, I'll throw out there. If you really are not uh, super educated in real estate yet, find what you want to learn about and go and see a bunch of houses. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, so part of this comes out of a book that I read called Think Like a Tycoon, which is recommended by my accountant who owns 75 units outright. I thought that was incredible. Um, but in the book, Think Like a Tycoon... He talks about developing your farm area and going out to see a hundred houses in that farm area before you buy one. But legitimately, I think a hundred houses is slightly crazy, even though I kind of did that before I bought my second multifamily. But it's legitimate because if you don't know about houses or you don't know what to expect, going out and seeing all these houses, whether it be through open houses or leveraging a realtor to get, to get into them, you're really going to get a level of knowledge for the area that you're looking to buy a multifamily in. Hey, listen, you cannot be the education of going to see 100 houses, no matter what. You can pay $10,000 on a program. You cannot learn as much from that program as you can learn by going to see 100 houses. Yeah, because the name of the game a lot of times is experiential learning, right? 
And the experience that you are going to gain from going to see these houses, whether you're learning what types of realtors you want to work with and which ones you don't, or the, the style of houses or the age of house that you like, is really going to help you hone in on what you're looking to invest in and what you might not want to invest in. And even if you don't see 100, even if you only see like 50, think, just think of the amount of education. Don't, don't tell yourself, oh, I only, get to see, I only get to see two, so I'm going to give up. Okay, you just got to get out there and, and, and do it. And uh, nothing wrong with making a couple offers as well after you've educated yourself a little bit. Okay, yeah. don't make an offer on that first house. Yeah. Okay, I mean, unless you've got some kind of gift and a lucky horseshoe, you still have a lot to learn if, yeah. you, if you've never been out there looking at houses, okay? Yep, and it doesn't always work like that. But um, we hope that you guys gained a lot out of this podcast. And if you did, we just ask that you share it with some friends or leave us a five-star review on on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify so that we can help out other folks. So our goal is to never have advertisements on this podcast. So our simple request to you guys, if, if you like what we're sharing and you like what we're talking about, if you could just share it, give us a share on Facebook or a like, um, it would absolutely help us out. So we hope that you enjoyed episode three of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In the meantime, if you're interested in getting more information about the Cashflow Kings, you can check out our website at www cashflowkings.com or give us a follow or like on uh, give us a follow on Instagram or a like on Facebook under the handle the cashflow kings cheers to your success so the cashflow kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only we do not give official legal tax or investment advice each person should consult their own advisors prior to making any financial decisions